Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to this long talk for this where we catch up with Warren Brosnan, the uh, ex-Springbok, and we talk about uh, the uh, Springbok game plan. We also about the state of rugby in South Africa, and he lets us into uh, insight into what it's like to face the hacker. So do uh, enjoy this one, and let's get straight into. Welcome everybody, and we'd like to say a special welcome to Warren Brosnahan. Hey, Jono, good to good to chat. How's it, Paul? How are things going? Oh, very good. Oh, good. Thank you, Bros. Live rugby over here. Yeah, yeah. You look like you're in the right place there, Paul. Got a few uh, few beer cans in the background, a couple of jerseys. Uh, it looks good. Oh, this is my this is my little my, my my den. For those of you who are not uh, in South Africa, Warren Bros or Bros as he's known. Uh, is a former Springbok rugby player, a former Sharks rugby player, Lions, Blue Bulls. Uh, you've played all over the world, uh, including two tests against the All Blacks. And uh, you have the dubious distinction of going to school with me. I did. I did. Yeah. So rugby's been good to me. It's been, it's just such an amazing sport. And to be talking to New Zealand uh, just shows the, the – you know, I know we've got a South African sitting there as well, and there are a couple of them there. But uh, – um, just to, to the link of rugby and uh, the way you make friends throughout the world is just just amazing and uh, just great to, to be chatting to a, a nation such as New Zealand and uh, a place that I'm very fond of and got very good memories of my, my times traveling there, uh, playing rugby for the various teams. And then uh, to top it off, of course, my mother's from the South Island as well, um, down in a little place called Gore, which I don't know if anyone knows where that is down yeah. there in New Zealand, but uh, that's where she's I- from. So. It's uh, yeah, real good to speak to you guys. I drove through Gore last week. South Island right. is incredibly beautiful. Bros, you're a, a commentator for Supersport, both color commentary and in the studio, very involved in rugby coverage. So the yeah. first question I have to ask you, with all that's going on in the Springbok rugby uh, uh, realms and all the controversy, what's a look that you used to have when you were young that you regret? The, you, you've just flipped it. The look. Well, I, mean, I suppose the hair's thinning. It's a lot greyer. Um, you know, so yeah, age does come, and uh, it's it's it's. And I can see you fighting it well as well, uh, John. Um, but uh, you know what? We go, age is but a number. We're going to age, and we've got to be intentional about how we age and what we do. Um, the, the company we keep, the things that we do to occupy ourselves, and 
it's uh, it's these are important things and uh, to be involved with super sport is fantastic for me it's never thought that I'd be involved uh, as a commentator or in rugby beyond playing um, and uh, it's been a real honor to do so and uh, obviously we did quite a bit of coverage and I think we're going to chat about it with the European champ championship in South Africa going up there and playing in the URC um, but of course uh, all eyes when there's a New Zealand test match on all eyes are on what's happening in Australia and uh, the test match that's going to be coming up between uh, the All Blacks and, and the Springboks. Bros, complete the sentence. To consistently beat the All Blacks, the Springboks need to? Jeez, oh, not kick as much. <laughs> uh, but they, I'm, I, I, but that, that kicking game is going to work because I know that's where it's going. Um, but they, you know what? You've, you've got to be able to read the situation and you've got to be able to scan and see where your opportunities are. So for me, you know, the Springboks, I think, came very close on, on, on last Saturday, but they had missed some vital opportunities. So to beat the Springboks, I mean, to beat the uh, All Blacks, continue what you do, score more points, as Paul says, um, and how are you going to do that? Go and score some tries. And I'll tell you, they, they put themselves into situations to go and fetch those tries. Unfortunately, they didn't execute, it, execute and they probably were over-reliant on then going into a habit and that was of kicking. And you've got to be able to scan that kicking game that they've got might be bringing them the field position. Or once you get the field position, you've then got to be able to play the game. And that's what they didn't do against the All Blacks when they had the All Blacks at times, I believe, on the ropes and they didn't execute. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the box, I believe, with uh, what happened. Is that scanning or is that poor communication from the outside players? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit of both. Huh? It's a, you've got to have that mental telepathy. I mean, sometimes it's the, the communication coming in. Sometimes it's the feeling because I've play, you've played together as a combination so for so long, you just intuitively know what your, your fly half or your inside centre is doing. But it is that communication. It has to get through. And uh, there were times, I think it was on the, in the 74th minute or the 75th minute, uh, Marco van Staden had a great run, came out of the 22. The ball had just been turned over again. They got themselves in a good field position, played all the way down to the 10-yard halfway line, the ball comes out, it's at Fuff's feet, and they had an overlap to the right that if they'd utilized it, they could have caused absolute chaos instead they kicked it. And I'm not criticizing the game plan because it's getting them into field position. But when you get into that situation, you've got, you play that game plan to get yourself into that situation. So once you get into that situation, you've then got to utilize it. And that is where New Zealand are the masters in, in world rugby. We've, I mean, there's been games where I know the Springboks have played against them where we've perhaps dominated the physical exchanges or the territory or done whatever, but we haven't taken those opportunities. And when the All Blacks get that opportunity, boy, they take it. And they, if the All Blacks had been given the opportunity the Springboks had got, there would have been three, four tries on top of that score. I'm telling you right now because the All Blacks would have made it count. Bros, my concern is when we look back at the World Cup final, there were even fewer opportunities but when they came, the box grabbed them. There was even less space on wide on the left, on the blind side, at least, with uh, with the first try that Mapimpi scored. But it was created through incredible skills, right? And then, of course, you, we know Chisholm Colby did what he did, and Owen Farrell is still looking for it. But the the issue is with, with the Springboks in that game is they were prepared when it was on to go. And it almost seems like the Springboks have regressed. Is that a fair Remember, assessment? John, yeah, it's, it's fair, John. Remember where we, we've been as South Africa as a nation. We haven't had rugby. We've uh, we've, we've had a lot of rugby being played internally. We've uh, 
we've been in a severe lockdown situation with the pandemic and the COVID and all. And we don't want to get into that, but yeah. all that that's, that that's involved. Um, so yes. the Vox haven't, haven't been out there playing. And, I, and, I, and they went into that British and Irish Lions series. They really went yes. in cold, okay, because they had, yes. had no rugby. They had no – they hadn't played together. Two years almost. Two years almost. Almost so two you years, right? these guys together. And you're basically keeping that squad – that was very – I mean, besides um, the beast that's basically um, – that's moved on and retired and stuff like that, it was basically the same squad, but they hadn't played. So they hadn't really worked together. Then we go into this British and Irish Lions series and suddenly you've got over 21 cases of COVID within the camp and you've got guys isolated, you've got Sia Khaleesi isolated. You've got to become quite narrow-minded and probably, you know, you've just got to focus on the very, very, very basics to get yourself through – what after a World Cup is sometimes is often the biggest uh, encounter you're going to have in a British and Irish Lions series, and they lost that first game, won the next two, but no, they did not develop the game. I don't believe they they haven't, and they've got the ability and they've got the definitely got the manpower. But Pimpy knows how to score a try. So does Spoo and Corsi. Um, Cheslin Colby's been out injured. Vili Larue, well, um, I, I would I would have been tempted to look at Apelele Fassi maybe this week to give him a bit of a give him a bit of a run. Yes. Um, but there are players there, and in the centres, the same with Lukanya Um and uh, and Damien Delenda, Jesse Creel, who hasn't even got a game, um, who's sitting there. They're all very, very talented players. So there are personnel that can execute. We haven't, uh, and I think that is, so. We've it's a symptom, I think, of emerging out of that and getting thrust straight into that British and Irish Lions series. And remember, after that series, there wasn't a week off. Straight away, it was Argentina. And it was straight into this rugby championship again. So I think it's very much like a survival mode this year for, for the South African teams as far as the, the, the Springboks to try and get the best results they can. And uh, they just, you know, they, but they've got to, they, they've got to be able to utilize the opportunities that they generate. And that was their big failing on Saturday, you know. So I, I'm not going to criticize the kicking game plan because I think it's getting them position, getting them field position, placing doubt in the opposition. But once you've got yourself into that classic, and one of my, the greatest coaches that ever coached me, Ian McIntosh, always used to talk about creating a situation where 15 players are playing against seven. And you wonder what he means by that. But that basically means you're getting over the advantage line, getting behind the opposition. You've got 15 players running onto the ball, and perhaps you've got seven that are in, in front, and, and the rest of the t- side are all trailing, still getting trying to get back into position to be, put themselves into a position to play the game. And once you get yourself into that position, you've got to execute. And that's where South Africa didn't do it. And we, I feel we certainly did get ourselves into that position a number of times um, last Saturday. And uh, we then kicked again. And then we, didn't, we needed to move that ball. And you needed to see it, get, a bit, you know, get it to the centers, get it out wide. Let's see what Spook can do in a bit of space. Let's see what Mapimpi can do when he's got a half a meter or a meter on his opposite number. So the, the, would, the online game plan is really uh, is 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 kind of wrong. Um, I, I agree with that. On the, the, look, the, the game plan's there. The execution of certain moments isn't quite there. Um, the other piece that has been uh, heavily criticised in social media and also the press is the kind of speed of the game and the number of times players are taking a knee and the the medical and water boys are running on. What, what are the what's the opinions in South Africa around that side of things as to how how much the game has been slowed down? Uh, and uh, what are your thoughts on that piece side of it? I, I, the, the thoughts are quite ironic, I'll be honest with you, because what Rossi Erasmus, Jacques Nienaba did with our carry cup and some of the competitions 
why, leading up um, to to the the the, the winter series and the, you know what we were playing when he came out of out of uh, lockdown. They had a big emphasis in our local Curry Cup competition on speeding the game, the play of the ball up, where basically you had 90 seconds to get your kick in, you had 90 seconds to get your 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 your, your scrum going, and I think it's is it 60, 90 seconds for a conversion or 60 for a penalty? I can't remember right now. I haven't got it in front of me, but they were, we were very very strict on enforcing that in our local competitions to try and speed the game up. So Rassi Rasmus put this through, and I think it was a brilliant thing that they did. In, in, to try and speed it up. Now we're getting to a situation where they are doing that. Okay, it's probably a tactic against the All Blacks to try and slow them down because we know how good they are on momentum, momentum-based team. Once they get that flow and rhythm, they become unstoppable and they get that fluidity. So you want to try and break it down. But it's actually something that we've been trying to work at within South Africa to try and speed up the conditioning of our players and to try get because we've got a very young player base at the moment playing in South Africa. And you're going to get onto it, I'm sure, later. A lot of our players are playing offshore, playing out in Europe somewhere, playing in Japan. Um, and to speed that play of the ball, play the, the, the scrum, so they don't take time when they sit there. They, they, they've got to get there, get to the spot, engage, take that scrum, the line out. They don't try to slow the process down. The kicking for a conversion or for a penalty so that they keep them to those times. And uh, we had situations, even I think it was, it was the Curry Cup final, Curry Cup semi, where one of the kick, the, the, the clock was counting and the kick came and it came one second after the kick and the ball went through the post, but the, count, the, 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 the points didn't count. So that thought process is in South African rugby at the moment, but obviously it's not been implemented at the top and it's obviously a strategic reason that they're doing it because they've got a, a very capable opponent that they've got to strategize against to try and beat. Um, so it's it's something with the, we're seeing in South Africa. We are trying to speed the game up, and I, I'm all for it because I believe it's better. We want our players better conditioned. We want them to have better aerobic conditioning. Um, and by speeding it up, it also probably creates a bit of space out wide, makes the game a, a better game to watch as a spectator. Bros, you made your your debut in a match against Australia that South Africa won 64-13, I think it was. Um, it was 61-21, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think it's still the largest defeat that Australia has ever been handed. Um, and you scored a try in that, which brought me great joy to watch. But is it a fair statement that South Africa's DNA is kick only? Because surely you don't put 60 points on Australia by being a kick only team. Yeah, 100%. And even in the, and I'll go back to the British and Irish Lions, South Africa got criticised for their kicking game plan. And not playing attractive rugby, but I tell you what, you go watch the the, the, the try that Jaden Hendricks, the youngster, who got a got a start in that in the second game, I think it was, um, and he scored that brilliant try. You see the try that Mapimpi uh, uh, scored. You see the try that Apalele Fassi scored. You see the try that uh, um, Colby scored again, very much like the one in the World Cup final. Those are brilliant tries that were scored, and uh, it's a team that can and can execute when they when they get things right. So. Um, Yes, there's maybe an over-reliance on the kicking at the moment. It's part of the game plan. But I, you've got to have that. You've got to use some of the other strengths because there's an innate ability in some of those players to go and score tries. Mako Zola, my pipi, I don't have it in front of me, but his try-scoring record is magnificent. You know, he's it's magnificent, scored, he's yeah. Work. He just hasn't scored tries in the last couple of tests because things haven't worked. But he's nearly every game scoring a, a scoring scoring points. So these are guys that love to go, to go, right. go visit behind the try line. Um, and we've got to give them that opportunity. Um, and uh, as I've said, I mean, we've just it's, we've got to execute things at the right time. And uh, I don't think 
So South Africa, it's a, it's like turning a ship. You don't have to turn a ship. You don't have to do a 90-degree turn to get the ship going in the right direction. It's, it's a bit of fine-tuning. It's those one, two, three degrees that you, 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 you change and you can alter the course of the game and you can alter the course of where South African rugby is going. And so I think some of it, I mean, to get all the breakdown turnovers against New Zealand, you're doing something right. To, to you know, right. There's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of positives that they can pull. And we obviously are talking about the negatives with the, the kicking game plan, but um, I believe that they can, they've got, I just hope this Saturday, when they get the opportunity, they execute and are able to get that ball into space um, and show yeah. the, the world that some of these players can run at the ball and know exactly where, what to do with the ball when they get it. Yeah, I just brought up Mpimpi's um, record there. So 16 tries from 18 games. As you say, he's a try scorer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 16, I mean, that's, 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 that's what he does. And, and, and Paul, not only that, if we go to our local competitions, uh, you know, when he was playing in our local competitions, he was scoring at that same rate. It's not just happening at Test Rugby the whole time. He is a, mm. he's got, just got that knack. Sometimes it looks easy, but he's, he, players with immense skill and class have a habit of putting themselves in the right place to get that offload and go score the try. That this try that he scored in the World Cup final was both beautiful silky hands, but the most delicate chip at full speed that he put in um, that that helped create that try was was superb. Uh, Bros, you brought up these young players that are playing in South Africa, and Paul pulled some stats for us showing that um, more than half of the current Springbok squad play their regular rugby outside of South Africa. What do you think the effect has been of Rossi scrapping this 30-test rule when it comes to selection? Well, I think he had to. He was in a situation where, you know, the strength of our currency, um, the RAND, is not strong. Uh, we've got um, we've got our players being poached from schoolboy level now. You know, pre when I, back in my day, I always say your day, when I was playing, it basically happened towards the tail end of your career, and maybe you played, you know, four, five, or six seasons of Super Rugby. You'd you'd played two or three seasons of uh, national rugby, and then towards the tail of your career, you went overseas, played in Europe, signed up with Saracens or one of the Irish clubs or one of the French clubs, and you go play all the rugby. That's not happening in our country, and I don't, I don't know if New Zealand is affected to the same uh, 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 effect. But we're getting our schoolboys literally being poached at the moment. We've got people, we've got French rugby clubs that are partnering with some of our school, top schoolboy producing rugby schools um, where they're pulling players over before they've even got into our under-20 system. They're pulling the players over there. So I think we were on a bit of a hiding to nothing and uh, Rossi had to make a call because we, with our currency devaluing, the strength of the euro, the strength of the yen, the strength of the pound, um, these players were being lured over and then we see some of our, a lot of our players, and I know this happens in New Zealand as well, especially a country like Scotland and places like that, but a lot of our, our players playing for um, teams in Europe. Um, so it was, I think he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Um, it's changed right. the profile of our, it's changed the profile of our players in our country. I think our, our average age, uh, if you go to all our franchises, is really young. Um, uh, you know, may, and, I, and I don't have the number out of my head, but I mean, it's probably pushed below 25 as an average age, whereas before you'd be sitting 28 or so, you know. So it's been pushed down and a lot of our, and a lot of the players are going. So either you let them all go and then the, the, the South African team gets depleted because when you can only pick from that's within South Africa, um, play a, a rugby career, 
sometimes you're blessed and you can have a 10-year career. Other times it's a short, you're in and out and it's uh, over and done with. You know, you get an injury, you never really regain yourself, your, your fitness levels. Um, so it's, yes, it's controversial. Uh, we see, I mean, a country like Wales even has got that 60-cap rule that, or law that they've got, which has affected certain of their players. Um, so, yes, we've got a lot of our players playing overseas. It's, I think it's, you, I think you had to um, allow these guys to come back in um, in order to keep our national side strong because if our national team is not strong, then what happened? Then it's not, you know, you've got to have that aspirational value with our youngsters coming through the, through the, through the, through the processes, coming through schoolboy. They've got to have something, I mean, you've got to have someone saying, hey, I want to be like, and, uh, you know, whether it's Damien DeLendi. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Whether it's even it's a bit hard to be like him because you've got to be 2 meters 6 mm. and uh, 123 kgs and biceps that deserve a postal code because they're so big. But... Uh, <laughs> But you know, do you want these aspirational guys now? And if they if if they're overseas and they they can't play in South Africa, you know what's you know it's it's tough. So the other thing is to maintain the integrity of our local competition as well, so that it remains strong. So we've gone yeah. to this European Rugby Club Championship. Four of our teams have gone up, um, you know, and it was a bit of a I think it was a rude awakening for these some of these teams with the first week of rugby this week. Only one of them won. Um, and our strong side didn't look great against Leinster with the Bulls. But I think they're going to improve in these youngsters. I mean, some of them have got 10, 15 caps, and uh, they, they, they're still young. Uh, they, um, the only one that's bucking the trend is the Bulls because uh, Jake White is, is padding that team and pulling back a few of the older yes. older stalwarts. Your Bismarck Duplessis suddenly arrived. You know, He's brought back your yes. Hunt not actually that old. He's 27 years of age, but uh, he's been brought back. I don't know, Boerta has been brought back and Marcel Kutsi has been brought back. So that Bulls team, well, Jake knows the value of having some old heads in the, in, the, in, the, in the shed or in the dressing room. It's very important. Very important for the youngsters to sit down on the, when they're getting getting changed before the game, look to the right and have someone of experience, uh, Bismarck or whoever it might be, Marcel Kutsi or whoever it is in the South African context um, alongside you to give you that confidence to go and, 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 and play the game. So Long-winded answer to you, Jono, um, because uh, you know exactly what the situation is in South Africa, and uh, a lot of our players have left, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a lot of them are gone at a younger age now. A lot of them are going at 18, 19, 20, um, and we're losing these good players, and they, they, they're nationalizing or converting over to other, other other nationalities and playing there, and it's a problem in our country to hold hold the players. So do, do you say, well, if you've got to have 30, 30 test matches before you can go, 
well, you might sit in a situation then where you've got no players in South Africa that you've got all the all the youngsters, and uh, that, that's not going to work either. So it's a, it's a tough call, and uh, whether it's right or wrong, Taiwanese history will judge that one. I think it's also fair to the situation to explain to those who are listening to us that, especially for New Zealanders, that it's not comparing apples with apples because the New Zealand currency is very strong in open trading in the world markets, right? But the South African currency is grossly undervalued. So its buying power in South Africa is much, much stronger than what you actually purchase it for. And as a result, New Zealand players that go, whatever level they go, uh, whether they are top uh, all black type players or whether they are good super rugby players, when they go to Japan and France, for instance, they're earning two to three times what they would earn here. Whereas South African players, because of the RAND being so weak, what they earn is seven, eight, nine times what they it's would crazy, be earning in South Africa. I mean, it's, you, you, it's, not, it's not comparing uh, like situations because if you were to offer certain players in New Zealand nine times what they were earning in New Zealand, a whole lot of more of them would be gone by now. So um, getting back to the, the uh, ultimate rugby championship, bros, um, do you, and we've put some of these results up, do you see uh, South Africa adjusting these young players that are uh, now fronting up to some of the best teams in Europe? I do. I think there's going to be a steep learning curve. It has to be a steep learning curve. Um, you know, you go through a lot of these teams. I know you the two top teams there, the two Italian teams, Zebra and Benetton. Stormers absolutely through that game. They were up at halftime, um, dominating the game, and then just lost track in that second half. Couldn't couldn't buy a line out. Couldn't get their game going. Um, and so they should. I mean, they really gifted that game across to Benetton. Benetton were much better in the second half. But you go through these teams, the Leinsters of the world, the Munsters. They got. They've got that that whole Leinster team. I think. There was only it was the outside centre was the only player who hasn't played for uh, a national team, and they had uh, they had internationals on the bench. Munster the same. So these they they're full international teams that uh, these teams are playing. Yeah. And, the, and of course the Bulls team's got a few more experienced players, but uh, some of the Sharks, the Lions, the Stormers that they, they don't. And uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a steep learning learning curve. I was reading somewhere now. I know the Sharks are playing against uh, Glasgow Warriors this weekend. Glasgow Warriors have got 21 players that played in the Rugby World Cup 2015 in their squad. Okay, so you, you're wow. pulling from that your your resources that you're pulling from are vastly, vastly, vastly different. As are your budgets and your what what, what these teams are spending on their their, their personnel. Um, right. But I think this is this. The, I think our teams are going to improve. I think that's why Jake White has has gone and fetched and gone and got a whole lot of uh, elderly. Well, elderly, but like they're, they're 30. The guy's back from Europe. He's, pre, he's gone. I'm available, Jake. I'm available, coach. I'm available. Only 50 this year. <laughs> but he's me gone in, coach. He's pulled a couple of these guys back. Uh, and uh, that's to give the youngsters a little bit of ballast and to give them some sort of uh, experience and stuff. So I think the, the, the quickest learning should be the Bulls. Bulls are going to Connaught in, uh, up, up in the north uh, northwest of, uh, of Ireland. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a really tough place to go and play. Um, my first game when I played for Ulster was in, in Connaught, and it's a it's a race, it's a greyhound race track with a rugby field in the middle, and more people come to watch the greyhounds than the rugby game. And uh, the wind and the weather—I mean, I've never played. 
I mean, I played it. I played. I think I played in Palmerston North once, um, and the wind was bad because we were sitting. I'll never forget sitting at the at the at the at the airport. The whole Sharks team just riveted watching the runway because these airplanes landing in the wind, uh, because they'd <laughs> they'd be landing like this in Palmerston North. But uh, I tell you what, Connaught's a place like that as well. The I've never played in a game where the wind blew as hard as it did in my opening game for Ulster. Uh, back in 2000 and what is it three or whenever it was, um, but uh, that that's going to be the um, the next 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 game for the Bulls. So it's going to be tough for them. I mean, it's different conditions. They're lucky now because the sun's shining at the moment in Europe. But boy, that's going to change quickly. And uh, I think they've got to get a couple of victories under the belt uh, on the road because uh, it's difficult to get those victories over there up north when you're playing in the conditions that uh, that you're going to start getting uh, in mid mid December January. Now, I'm, I'm rather excited by what the, the URC might do because of w w one of my complaints, one of the complaints we've had on the channel uh, about rugby is how it's marketed uh, at the end of the day and how uh, quite often it's run by an old boys network who are quite happy to uh, run and run things uh, their way and not necessarily very transparently uh, and, 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 and not be very adventurous necessarily with how they market the game. With Rocket Nation coming on board, uh, with them... Rocket Nation... Rock Nation. Rock Nation. Rock Nation. Jeez. Shows you how out of touch I am with the kids. Um, yeah. the, Rock Nation. You're up with it, Paul. You're up with it. <laughs> are, um, are so, uh, they've come on, obviously, with some players like Sia Khaleesi, um, but they've also come on uh, in partnership with the uh, URC, or what um, used to be the Pro 14, uh, to promote the game, not only uh, online, but also the match day experience as well. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited by that. Do you see that, uh, that we'll see a whole bunch of changes to how they kind of razzmatazz and, and perhaps changing, getting the younger generation also interested? Yeah, I do, and I think I think it's great. I mean, it's what we we've got to grow the game, uh, and we want uh, we want conversations like we're having now to still be taking place in 25, 30 years time when we we far too old to be doing this show, but there'll be there'll be the next generation coming up, and we've got to think of the next generation. And how we get speak for yourself, Rosnian. Well, well, you look, you look. We didn't we say you look like Laurie Fisher there with that long, the long white dreadlocks that you got going there, Jono. Um, so, so um, it's about preparing this game for where we, where, where we, where we're going to go. We got to take, we got to take it to the younger generation. We've got to have it aspirational for the the 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds that are watching the game. They've got to say, hey, I want to play for the All Blacks. I want to play for the Springboks. I want to play in Europe. I want to. You know, whatever that is, because, I mean, everyone's got their own different goals, um, but we've got to have players setting them around the sport that we all love, and that's rugby union. So with uh, Rock Nation getting involved, I think it's great. It uh, brings a bit of razzmatazz. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, because we're going to get to, I mean, they've, they've taken over the, the with the Sharks. They've gone into partnership with the Sharks rugby here down in Durban. Um, and I think we're going to see the development of that Shark brand and how it's going to be marketed mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which... I, I, I'm personally very, very excited about. Um, I think that they've got involved, as you said, quite rightly, with the uh, United Rugby Championship um, and what they're going to do with that. And uh, obviously, when you when you're in Europe and you 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 you're dealing in pounds and euros and things like that, you want to make sure that you do a proper job and uh, you get the people there. Uh, this last weekend, they had, uh, I think, Munster was the first time that they had crowds back at the stadium since February 2020. Um, the same list, yeah. they had people there. Um, so we're getting getting the crowds coming back in European rugby, not here in South Africa, unfortunately, yet. But uh, you know, but 
hopefully that's going to change because our levels are really good at the moment here in South Africa as far as uh, the COVID's concerned, you know. So, but these things, can, we've, we've learned, these things can change so quickly. Um, yeah, so it's it's exciting. I think it's uh, it's great that they've got involved and that it's great for rugby that someone like Rock Nation said has valued rugby enough to say, hey, I want to partner with it and I want to get involved in the sport and see where we can take it. Last two questions before we finish and I'd like to to make them things that are positive um, and things that uh, we can finish on a positive note. The Springbok forward pack, uh, the way that they performed against the All Blacks, you spoke about... And I see the smile on your face as a former yeah. loose Springbok loose forward. The, uh, you spoke about the turnovers. I thought Kwaka was immense in that game. So was Sia Kulisi. Dwayne Vermeulen looking like he's getting back to his best. But the overall Springbok squad, the overall Springbok uh, forward pack, their performance. And when last did you see a Springbok team in the forwards deal so positively with the all-black forward pack? Yeah, it's been a, lot, been, been a long time and, uh, you know, it's not something that you're going to see very often because uh, the one thing about the New Zealanders, uh, they're hard, physical, abrasive, um, very good up front. So I don't, I mean, that doesn't happen often. Uh, maybe caught them a bit on the hop after the performances against Australia a little bit, uh, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is something that they, South Africa prides themselves on and, uh, you know, you don't just mm -hmm. just want to be physical and you want to have the skills to, to be able to execute, mm -hmm. which you spoke about at the front end. So, you want to have a little bit of balance to your side, but uh, certainly got an abrasive front up, uh, side up front. You've still got players like Arches Neumann, who played his first game for Munster, came off the bench um, over the weekend. So, I mean, he's an absolute monster who could still come back in. Um, the forward pack, I don't think it's quite, as far as the scrum's concerned, and, hasn't And Peter Steff. And Peter Steff. And Peter Steff. Peter Steff's gone, to, gone over. He's going to going to Japan. Um, so he's still got to come back in. Um, and I think the, 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 the getting Kwaka there at, uh, at flank made a big difference to have a genuine out-and-out uh, out fetcher, someone that can go fetch the ball. Sia's not really a fetcher. He's, he, he had a brilliant game and he, he's, uh, he was good at the breakdown and stuff, but a real out-and-out -out fetcher. We needed, needed someone like that, especially against, uh, against New Zealand who play that uh, momentum game. I mentioned if, they, if they're going to win the breakdowns and recycle the ball under three seconds or get the ball out wide, it's always going to be difficult to defend because they, they're so accurate out wide with what they do. I mean, you saw there, the first try that they scored. I mean, Cody Taylor oh. breaks two tackles, bang, they go and score. It's so, it's so, it looks so effortless, um, but it's just because of the precision that they've got. So you've got to make sure you're accurate and you don't make mistakes. I mean, if you make mistakes against the Blacks, you're going to pay. So, yeah, it was it's, it was a physical pack. I mean, that's something that South Africa prides themselves on, but we've got to have other, we've got to have other strings to our bow. We can't just have one... One arrow sitting there that we can shoot, and if it doesn't work, we're in trouble. Um, but it's got to be – the, the game never really changes. No matter whether we play again now in 2020 or we played it in 2000 or we played it in 1980, you've got to win the physical exchange. You've got to win the contact point. Once you get that, then you can start getting the skills going out wide, and we can see the electric players from whoever it may be. I mean, John Kerr and Steve Pokeri. Whoever Grant Batty, whoever the whoever the guys are, or the South African contest, Carl Duplessis, Michael Duplessis, Cheslin Colby, James Small, they, Brian they, they, yeah, the Brian Abana, all these guys. I mean, and there's so many of them in New Zealand. I mean, it's 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 actually you're gonna you're gonna give yourself a heartache if you start naming one or two because there's a, the Christian Cullens and there's so many that we need to include. So 
you know, you've got, but you've got to win it up front first. You've got to win that collision. So you've got to win it at scrum, line out, ruck more, win that collision, get the ball out wide, win the spaces there, utilize it. We just, and we were able to do that on Saturday against the All Blacks, but we didn't utilize it. And that's where we broke down our belief. Well, I tell you what, it is good news for Springbok supporters. At least you can look back. Okay, it wasn't on the scoreboard, but you can say that the Springbok pack had dominance at scrum. And you feel they haven't even hit their straps properly yet in the scrum. They had dominance at the lineouts, in the malls. They had dominance on the at the breakdown. There is a lot to be enthused about if we play the right game plan. Um, there's a. There, it's far more likely that we can, as let's say we let me get lose that term because the Springbok is still dear to my heart. But it's far more likely that South Africa can have some kind of parity with New Zealand if they can have matching forward packs. If you can't do that, then you're nowhere. Yeah. So, John, I'll, 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 I want to temper it always because you've got to be so humble and realize how good this uh, the All Black side is. And when you get a dominant performance yeah. like you put, I promise you this All Black team will bounce back. The fact that yeah. the chance of that happening again, are, yeah. it's, 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 it's very difficult to, to repeat. It's actually more, more, it's probably better than even being able to do it once because... They are. They respond, and they they are the best side in the world at absorbing pressure, absorbing pressure, and then dishing yes. out the hurt and, and being able to come back. And uh, you know they've got great players in there. I mean, I've been very impressed with uh, Todd Blackadder's son. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Charlie. Thank you. But I mean, Ethan Blackadder, how good has he been? Adi Sevier. Um, there, there's some really good players there. So um, it's going to be a Titanic struggle again this weekend, and. Uh, Looking forward to watching it, and uh, you know it would just be great for South Africa from a South African point of view to get a victory because we've lost the last three. We need a victory again. I just want to point out to all the listeners how respectful Bros was, how loath he was to in any way talk about any kind of dominance over the All Blacks, um, which speaks of the incredible respect that South mm-hmm. African rugby followers and former Springbok players like Bros have for the All Black jersey and for New Zealand rugby. And our final question for you, bros, uh, you have you have faced the haka, right? Yeah. Will you share with us what it meant for you as to pull on that green and gold jersey and to stand there and face the haka? It's, it's simple. I mean, it's what we play the game for. Um, I played the game to, to stand one day and have that opportunity to face the hacker. That's that was in my when I sat down when I was a youngster and I wanted to write my goals. That was one of my goals. I wanted to face that hacker. I mean, that's it is it's it's part of rugby. It's um, it's it's almost I believe sacred a sacred part of rugby, um, and it is it brings the theatre and spectacle of the game live onto television. It means so many so much to so many people, and I know it's got huge significance within New Zealand. But even outside of New Zealand, it's it's just an amazing thing, and to stand in front of it is a is a rare pleasure, honour. Um, it's uh, it gets you up for the game. Listen, I do think it, it it's, it's got to help that All Black team um, before they they play because it brings the whole team together. It provides unity. It's the unit unity of bringing bringing the, the fifteen or the whole squad, all of them together as one and to form as one. And it's symbolic of what you've got to do on the rugby field and. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, uh, for me, the greatest honor is to play against the All Blacks. The, the greater that you want to measure yourself against the best, that's where 
that's where I've always held the the, the All Blacks, and uh, you want to play in. And for me, that's the big sadness. I wish the hundredth game had been played in Dunedin. You want to play that game in New Zealand. Um, obviously, we got to do the best we can in the circumstances, and that's fantastic and well done to everyone that's made those decisions. But how good would that game have been had it been played in Dunedin a hundred years after the first game? And uh, uh, there's there's huge history on, on uh, between the two nations and. Uh, it's hit, and, and mutual, and I think a, a, a large mutual respect between the two nations because, you know, the two colonies uh, we uh, developed outside of Britain and uh, we, we we developed ourselves and uh, we became uh, better rugby players than uh, where the game came from. So yeah, it's always always good to play against the All Blacks, and uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll never miss an All Black game. And really looking forward to it this weekend. Thank you for your Thank time, Bruce. Cheers, cheers, guys. It's great to catch up with Warren there. Uh, and uh, you can catch our first interview with him where we talk about his entire playing career. The link is in the show notes. Uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, do enjoy the uh, All Blacks versus Springboks this weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.